All right, friends, good to see you this morning. Here we are on a Monday morning. We're making it through the month of February. <clears throat> Excuse me, making it through the month of February. Hope everybody's doing okay. As you can see uh, on the title of this, if you're watching on uh, Facebook or YouTube, uh, we're, talk we're gonna talk about Bible prophecies, Bible prophecies. I, uh, I'd asked a few folks and said, uh, you know, hey, what's going on? What do you? What would you like to study? What would you like to, to do? And I, <clears throat> I you know, somebody said, well, what about Bible prophecy? Uh, with so much going on in the world, why don't we talk about Bible prophecy? And I thought, okay, um, so this is going to be kind of a um, an evolving study in Bible prophecy. I've got the basics set out, and we're going to kind of cover some of the basics today and, and uh, do, do by way of introduction today. I uh, hope it doesn't bore you to death. Then we're going to dig into some of the prophecies <clears throat> um, related to Jesus before his birth, uh, and to, that can, that'll tell us why we can trust and believe and have faith that the prophecies yet to come and the prophecies about uh, his second coming uh, are true. All right? So hopefully I won't go uh, 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 too much. So just bear with me if that's, a, if that's something for you that causes you grief. <laughs> so so <clears throat> uh, here we go. Okay, so let's, let's dig in just a little bit. I uh, found it's a, it's a really good, concise... Uh, message or paper or somebody wrote it's, it's from his, his name's Corey Mansfield and uh, he wrote this and <clears throat> he's he was talking about and how to introduce you know this about prophecy to your congregations and things of that nature so so we're going to rely on that today to kind of kick it off and get us get us started and and see how this goes, okay? So, <clears throat> first, well, this is going to go into the prophecies, and we're going to dig into prophecies before Jesus came the first time, okay? And we're going to talk about prophecies in the Bible. As a matter of fact, um, the one, uh, one, well, some say there's between two and four hundred prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Uh, one man puts, uh, puts it exact. He came up with 351. Now, we're not going to go through all 351, uh, but he came up with that with a chart. I forgot his name. I'll, if I find it, I'll give it to you. Uh, he said there's 351 of them that were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Now, somebody says, okay, so what was the very first prophecy? What was the very first prophecy? Well, the very first prophecy comes to us from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. You say, what do you mean, Genesis 3, 15? That's, that's about the creation. That's, go, that's what's going on with Adam and Eve. Yep. So we're going to talk about that. Genesis chapter 3. If I can find it really quick. I can recite it, but I don't want to go by memory. Here we go, Genesis 3, verse 15. This is the ESV 
so here it is. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. <clears throat> that's the first prophecy. You see, what is that the first prophecy of? That's the first prophecy of the coming Savior. All right? That's of the coming Savior of Jesus Christ. It was given to Adam and Eve as a result of their sin. You see, the serpent had come in and just done a number on Adam and Eve, right? He goes to he goes to Eve and you know says, "Wait a minute. You know, God's holding out on you. God is <coughs> Excuse me. You know, God's not treating you right. God's, you know, why can't you eat of that tree? And well, sure enough, she eats of the tree. Adam eats of the tree. And the Lord turned to the serpent, and without giving him a chance uh, to respond, here's what happened, okay? Adam and Eve, they're now busted, okay? They're caught. They, they've been, their sin has, you know, has appeared before God. And, you know, he gives, <laughs> he, he, he gives them a chance to explain. So when he found them, Adam started to blame Eve. Eve started to blame the serpent. Now, God turned immediately to the serpent, but didn't give the serpent a chance to respond. And at that point, cast a rightful judgment on him. So he spoke the words uh, about the struggle that's going to exist between the serpent and the man, but that the ultimate victory was going to belong to Eve's offspring, which would, all the way down the line, would end up being Jesus. He says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Jesus fulfilled this when he offered his life on the cross and rose from the dead um, he, he obtained the, high, the ultimate triumph over the enemy. Okay? So, that was the very first of the prophecies. Okay? The very first one. And, and you could see Jesus all throughout the Old Testament, even though he's not pronounced by name. You could see uh, the line going to Jesus and to the cross. Now, when Jesus was on, they were on the road to Emmaus, and he was sharing with disciples on the road, um, maybe he shared prophecies about his birth. Now, Jesus could not have forced these prophecies to happen. These were God-ordained prophecies that spoke to God's ability to work out even the smallest of details, Okay. So there's a lot of unique circumstances that took place with the birth of Jesus. Now, there's several we're going to list here. We're going to talk about them, uh, the ones that were fulfilled. But there's many, many more that were fulfilled, okay? So <clears throat> let's dig into this about, and this is just introduction, by the way. We're going to dig into this a little further about the introduction uh, about Jesus' birth, okay? So... In Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, it tells us that all the nations are going to be blessed through Abraham's offspring. Jesus goes through Abraham's offspring, 
okay? Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. It said Jesus would be from the line of Jacob. And he is. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, Jesus was, it was said that Jesus would also be in the line of Jesse. And he is. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6, it says Jesus would be from the line of David. And he is. So if you go uh, and look in the, in the New Testament at the, excuse me, I had something in my eye. Sorry, guys. Um, and, and you look at the, um, I'll think of it here in a minute, the history of where Jesus came from, the lineage. Uh, let, me find, let me find one of them there for you. There you go. So here we are uh, in Matthew chapter 1, and if you start reading, right, it says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So it goes on down. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and it goes all the way down uh, of the lineage of Christ, all the way down to where Christ is in that when he was born. So he was born right through the line of through Abraham's offspring and Jacob and Jesse and and David and so that's not all you say well that's 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 okay I mean he's going to be born you know that's that's not so 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 big deal well it really is a big deal because it was predicted hundreds of years before it actually happened let's continue in Jeremiah oops sorry we already went that one Jeremiah 23 5 and 6 it was the line of David in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, it's that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem is just a little tiny place. And, and it's, uh, it's quite interesting, but it was fulfilled that he was born in Bethlehem. In Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, it says Jesus would be born from a virgin. And we know in the New Testament that that was, in fact, true. <clears throat> In Isaiah chapters nine, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, it says that a child would be born and the government would be on his shoulders. Absolutely. Psalm 72.10, Jesus would be worshipped and given gifts at his birth. And he was. In Jeremiah 31, verse 15, King Herod would murder children in an attempt to kill Jesus. And we know that happened. In Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, it says that Joseph would be warned to take Jesus to Egypt for a time to protect him. So all of those prophecies, think about it. Think of, of the odds of all of those prophecies being fulfilled through one man exactly as they came out. Pretty amazing, huh? So there was going to be, there's also prophecies about the life of Jesus, that he would be the perfect sacrifice, he would teach using parables, that's in the book of Psalms, Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8, talk about the perfect sacrifice, Psalm 78, 1 and 2, talks about how Jesus would teach using parables, 
First uh, Samuel two verse thirty five that God would raise up a faithful priest, and we can go through the entire life of Christ. So just for his birth, it would be the, the odds are astronomical that even the ones that we mentioned would be fulfilled, and yet they were to the letter. So the prophecies of on the life of Jesus, people say, well, we don't hear a lot about that. Okay, uh, in Isaiah chapter nine, verses one and two, it says that the ministry of Jesus would begin in Galilee, and it did. In Isaiah six nine and ten, you know, it 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 says that those that heard his parables would not understand, and there's several that didn't. Isaiah chapter forty, verses three and four, Jesus' ministry would be preceded by a voice calling in the desert. Now, who was that? Well, of course, that was, that was none other than John the Baptist. And on and on it goes, that Jesus' message of salvation, <clears throat> it says in Isaiah 42, that salvation was going to be extended to the Gentiles. In Isaiah 53, that Jesus would be despised and rejected. In Isaiah 61, that Jesus would be anointed uh, uh, to proclaim the good news to the poor. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 says the king would come riding on a donkey. Zechariah eleven thirteen that Jesus would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. And so as these things start piling up, as these prophecies start piling up of being fulfilled to the letter, exactly at the right time, because timing had to happen as well, you couldn't put this prophecy ahead of this. You, you, you can't switch them around and say, oh, okay, we look back and we can kind of fit this piece here and this piece here. That's how they do with Nostradamus. They say, Nostradamus, oh, he was great. He knew all this and he knew all that. Well, the thing about Nostradamus is that they go back to him. He missed far more than he ever got even remotely correct, right? Now, then there's prophecies not only on his birth, his life, but also his death and his resurrection. Now, again, I'm just going to run through these real quick. And uh, I'm, I've got a list, if you'd like a list, right, if you'd like this whole list, uh, and I'll find the man's name that put this list together, of 351 prophecies, what they were, where they are in the Bible, and where they were fulfilled. If you want that, um, just, just let me know. Okay. Leave a message there on Facebook. Um, I need to turn comments on, 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 uh, YouTube and I've just been forgetting to do that. So, so just, just let me know. All right, here it is. Uh, <clears throat> in the old Testament, it says that, that Jesus would be the Passover lamb. Also, it says none of Jesus bones would be broken. Think about the crucifixion account. Notice that none of the bones were broken. It says that Jesus would die and pour out his blood for the atonement of sins, and he did. It also said Jesus would be lifted up, that Jesus would not be abandoned to the dead, that Jesus would be forsaken, he would be mocked, his mouth would be dry, his hands and feet would be pierced, that lots would be cast for his clothes, that he would commit his spirit to God, 
that he would ascend into heaven and he would be given vinegar for his thirst. Wow. He fulfilled so many prophecies concerning his birth, his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection. And these could not have been manufactured in any way. You know, they can't be fulfilled by just a normal person. It had to be fulfilled by the sovereign God through Jesus Christ. God incarnate, all man, all God. And don't these fulfilled prophecies give trust and hope and security, uh, encouragement? They, they give all of that, knowing who Jesus is, what he has done, and <clears throat> um, all the prophecies that he's fulfilled, so that now when we see things coming in the future, we know that he's in control. We know that it's all part of his plan. And we know he has everything under control. Amen? Amen. Well, how'd you like that? All right? I know that was just kind of a way of introduction, just, just trying to get you uh, motivated about prophecies of Jesus. Uh, we are going to eventually, we're going to, I don't know when, but it, it's coming real soon. We're going to start focusing on his you know, prophecies concerning his second coming, okay? His second coming. We're going to look at prophecies about the rapture. You know, what is the rapture? Is there a rapture? We're going to talk about that. We are also going to talk about, uh, you know, his second coming, the things that are, you know, that, that will, you know, precede his second coming, you know, all of those things, right? But uh, do remember that Jesus can come at any time. He can come anytime he wants, and we need to be prepared for that. You need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen? Amen. Well, friends, I want you to have a good day today. Be safe in everything that you do. Hey, know that I love you, friends, but know Jesus loves you most. Jesus loves you so much that he died for you. He died for you so that you would not have to spend eternity away from him in hell. Amen? Well, friends... Until tomorrow, have a wonderful and terrific day. Bye-bye for now.